We are 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Friday night edition here on 1061 FM. Nash Icon, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. You can always access us via our TuneIn app anywhere in the world, thanks to iHeart. And you can listen to our podcast when show is over at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on More, click on Podcast, and wham, you're there. So there's that opportunity as well. You can always email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show. The number is 504 504- 260-1061. That's 260-1061. Later on in the show, we'll get into the NFL playoffs. We'll talk about the Pelicans with Shemit Dua of Bourbon Street Shots. And we'll start off by talking about the Senior Bowl, about the NFL draft and the Saints at large with a good and great friend. You can read his fine work at CrescentCitySports.com. Longtime author of Draft Day Report. Great to welcome Al Dupuy to the show. Al, good evening. How are you? Good. Good to be with you as always, Ken. Well, listen, happy belated New Year first and foremost, and appreciate you being there. Before we talk about the Senior Bowl and the draft, uh, the playoff games this weekend, the, uh, the four games we're talking about, you know, any of these games excite you the most uh, this weekend, Al? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I always pull for the Rams to get beat because of uh, the way they've been treating the Saints over the years. I, uh, I, of course, I was pulling for them when they were playing the 49ers <laughs> because it would have put the Saints in the playoffs, but uh, they blew a 17-point lead. I, I think uh, it's going to be some interesting and, and pretty close games. There have been some blowouts in the early games, but I think these games uh this weekend are going to be pretty competitive and pretty close yeah i think that we're looking at at least two good games if not three from my perspective and of course injuries weather all those things will come into play uh, determining the outcome of these contests well you've been making that trek to mobile to the senior bowl for a long time this year's senior bowl is going to be played there'll be some restrictions with people being able to cover it and so forth but the game is on February 5th. Of course, the week leading up to it is what really matters, right. and that's coming up. So has the Senior Bowl diminished in terms of its interest level and in terms of its quality because of 
the number of players that leave before their senior year? I think everything has diminished a little bit because of that, but I think they've held their own pretty well. Uh, there's some pretty interesting players in this game, especially at quarterback. Uh, some of the top-rated quarterbacks are going to be there. I usually get over there at least one day during the uh, practices, but I monitor every other practice on film, so uh, I'll be reporting on that uh, pretty extensively. But Kenny Pickett, uh, the number one quarterback from Pittsburgh, is going to be in the Senior Bowl. Uh, you, you have Malik Willis from Liberty, who's a fairly top-rated quarterback, going to be there. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is going to be at the Senior Bowl. Sam Howell from North Carolina. And these are the top five in the top five quarterbacks and that's going to be in the Senior Bowl. And in addition to that, uh, Carson Strong, who's uh, rated in the next uh, phase of quarterback ratings from Nevada, is going to be there. And um, Bailey Zappa from Western Kentucky, who's not very well known, but Zappi is a, a smart quarterback who's been very productive at a lower level of competition. He'll be at the Senior Bowl. And a guy like him, Ken, it's very important, uh, the Senior Bowl, because playing at Western Kentucky, you don't get to play against top college competition. But at the Senior Bowl, you're going to be in with uh, NFL-type players, uh, potential NFL-type players. So I think a guy like uh, Zappi, it, it's very important for him. And I have him rated as the ninth-best quarterback in the draft. Uh, so he, he's not uh, chopped liver. He's a pretty good player. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, he's got some speed. He's, he's uh, 6'1", 220. Not real tall, but he's a stocky, uh, tough guy. Good pocket awareness. Uh, rarely takes a sack. And, of course, like I mentioned, that's at lesser co college competition. So we'll see what he does at the senior bowl practices. Obviously, it's one of those situations where you always try to find some local interest. Are there any players of local interest that will be in Mobile? Yeah, well, LSU, they'll have three players there. Uh, Neil Ferraro, uh, offensive lineman, is going to be there. Uh, Desmond Clark, who's going to be a probably a potentially first-round pick, the linebacker from LSU, he's going to be there. Ed Ingram, offensive lineman from LSU, is going to be there. So those are three locals uh, that are That'll be there and worth watching and keeping an eye on. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the locals do there. <clears throat> Visiting with Al Dupuy of Draft Day Report, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Senior Bowl coming up on February 5th. And, of course, the game itself is always anticlimactic because it's all about the individual workouts where you, right. you really get a chance to see uh, the measurables in terms of how quick a guy is, you know, how technically sound he is, you know, what his athletic ability is more than anything else, correct? Sure, yeah. You get to see the one-on-ones. The, the, the most interesting thing to me, uh, I mean, it's really fun to watch the skill players, the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of top-rated quarterbacks there uh, and some of the good wide receivers. But I like to watch the uh, 
trench guys go at it. You know, the offensive linemen against the defensive pass rushers in the one-on-one drills. And they usually line up uh, near the goal line, and you can get over there and watch them go one-on-one against one another. And that's really a fun thing to watch. Turning our attention to the draft, we all know the Saints are in the 18th slot in the first round. And when I look at the projections by as many as 20 different entities, I find that out of those 20 entities, 12 of them have the Saints picking a wide receiver in the first round. Five have them picking a quarterback. And then it's just one each with three other positions. So most of the quote-unquote observers, or if you want to call them experts, have the Saints going wide receiver or quarterback. Do you agree with that assessment? I agree with the first part. I think they got, they've got to take a wide receiver. I mean, uh, they passed on wide receivers. I don't know what it is with Sean uh, against wide receivers the last two drafts, but uh, it was stockpiled with wide receivers, a lot of good ones. And uh, it's coming back. It came back to haunt the team this year. I mean, they were just uh, – there was no targets to throw to, uh, pretty much, as far as top wide receivers go. So there's there was a lot of them in that draft, but you know they didn't. They went in another direction, and I think they've got to. I hope they've learned from that uh, this year, and uh, I think they've got to take a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, I've seen some mock drafts having them taking two. You know, one in the second. I don't know about that. They may have to go maybe with an offensive lineman in round two to fill in. Uh, the offensive line was, was beat up this year, as you know. And But they've got to get a wide receiver in this draft. And I don't see them taking a quarterback. Uh, I think there's enough talent on this team, really on the defensive side, that if they can build up their offense, they can be a, a you know, a, have a shot at the playoffs and, and maybe a little further if they can build up the offense. Uh, the defense was pretty top-rated this year, and, and most of the unrestricted free agents are on offense, except for Mar- uh, Marcus Williams, who I think they need to sign him. As far as Armstead goes, who's an, uh, another free agent, I, I think that maybe they should just uh, – I'd rather see him sign Williams if they had a choice, uh, the safety on defense, than, than uh, Armstead. I think they could fill in somebody at, at left tackle, even if they have to move a ram check to that side. And I, I really like this guy they drafted last year, Landon Young from Kentucky. He played in one game, and I watched him pretty closely. He was at left tackle, which he played at Kentucky. And uh, he held his own pretty well. He, he had one holding penalty, and he jumped off sides once. But other than that, when he passed blocked and, and, and even run blocking, he looked pretty good. I, I really liked him in the draft, and he's a rugged, wrestling-type guy. He had a wrestling background. And I, I think he's going to uh, – he got hurt, unfortunately, after he played that first game he hurt a foot and he was out the rest of the year but I don't think he's an injury prone guy and 
Uh, I'm not saying he's going to end up being the starting left tackle, but I like him a lot. I think he's going to make the team and, and help out a lot there. But uh, I, I think they may try to get a, another uh, <clears throat> lineman maybe in round two. But uh, they've got to go wide receiver in round one, in my opinion. And, of course, you look at the potential wide receivers that could be there at 18 in round one. You got not one but two from Ohio State, right? Uh, yeah. You've got, you know, uh, well, I said not, not, not two from Ohio State, just one. But what I meant to say is you got two guys well, you from, Ohio. from you, Ohio State. Yeah. You got two from Ohio State, but you also have, you know, one from Cincinnati and Chris Olave. And you got Garrett Wilson, obviously, from Ohio State. And right. then you got Traylon Burks at Arkansas, Drake London at USC. And, of course, the one that's the interesting case study is Jamison Williams of Alabama because he wouldn't have gone higher, but now a torn ACL, he right. will slip down, but will you roll the dice on him? What do you think about well, any of those you know, players? Some, some have him slipping to, to that area where the Saints pick. In fact, I've seen one or two mock drafts that had the Saints taking him. Uh, it's a bit of a gamble there. I think they need somebody to come in and play right away, and you don't know if that's going to happen. <clears throat> And then you have the uh, problem with uh, Michael Thomas. I think the thing with Michael Thomas, the best scenario there would be for him to come back, have a good season, and then if they want to move on from him, he would have some trade value. Right now he has pretty much no trade value. And uh, if he can come back healthy and get back to the form that he was before, I think that would be a real asset to this team. If they draft, but they still would need to draft a wide receiver to go with him or to replace him. I hope it's just to go with him. But uh, you mentioned some good ones there. Uh, Burks from uh, Arkansas, is, I like a lot. He's six three, two thirty, runs under four uh, five. <clears throat> I think he's going to be right around that area. He's a big wide receiver, which the Saints like, and he's physical but he's got enough speed to, to uh, get deep and, and get separation. I think you mentioned London from USC. He's going to be in that area. And, of course, Williams, the injured guy. But uh, there, there'll be a lot of wide receivers available in that area. Uh, there's a guy from Kentucky, Wandale Robinson, who's interesting. Yep. He's not real big. He's 5'11", 186, but he runs 4'4", 5", and this is a guy that's versatile. He's a, a guy that could line up in a slot. He could line up outside. He could line up even in the backfield, and uh, he's, he's had a productive career at Kentucky in the SEC. He had 94 catches in 2021, so in the last season and uh, seven touchdowns, had over a 1,000 yards uh, receiving. So that's another guy that uh, he, he, he probably will be there when they pick, and uh, he's a guy to look at as well. Visiting with Al Dupuy of CrescentCitySports.com, talking about the NFL draft right now. And with regard to the Saints in the first round, Hasn't been that good recently when you no, look at hasn't. Cesar Ruiz, when you look at Peyton Turner, it's too right. early to judge him, but he's hurt, so you can't get any read on him. 
Ruiz has not been what they hoped he would be. So it's not been what you need over the last two years because you've got to hit on those first-round picks. It's, it's a, that's a good point you're bringing up. And I, I may be wrong, but to me, I think that had Pey- uh, Sean Payton's name written all over both of those picks. Uh, even though Jeff Island is the guy, I just have a feeling uh, that Sean Payton wanted these two guys, uh, especially the praise he gave to Peyton Turner. And the guy is a good player. He can play. He's got a lot of athletic talent. But the scouting report on him going in was that he's constantly hurt. He was hurt all through college. And uh, so why take a guy like that in round one? And it's proven out that the scouting report was accurate. I mean, he's been – how much did he play this year? He didn't contribute – Hardly at all. He may have played one or two games, part part of the game, and uh, he's gone for the rest of the year. So, I mean, you you know, uh, drafting injury-prone guys, I don't care how good. The same could be said of Armstead now, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a real problem. Uh, if you're not on the field, you can't contribute. Well, again, when you talk about Peyton Turner, he only played in five games this year. Right. And then you got Marcus Davenport, who's uh, very important at that position, and he's missed a lot of games in his career. A lot of games, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Peyton Turner, he might have played five games, but how much did he play in each game? You know, hardly at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't finish a game. He, he came in and he played, and then he goes out with a nick or an injury or something. But, uh, yeah, Davenport's got to stay healthy as well. I mean, Davenport is an awesome player. I mean, he's... He's not a guy that's going to uh, put a move on you and get in. He's just a strong bull rusher type guy that'll shove you right back into the quarterback. I mean, the guy's almost unblockable. And he he is uh, an awesome talent. He's just got to stay healthy. And uh, he did uh, finally stay healthy toward the end of the season, even though he was playing with the I think it was a shoulder problem or something. He's always got some little nick. But, uh, you know, that's the problem with him as well. But I don't think uh, his problem is as serious as, say, a Peyton Peyton Turner where uh, he was hurt all through college and and whatnot. And and another one, (laughs) to be honest, uh, Taysom Hill, the quarterback, uh, always hurt at BYU. Uh, I mean, in the, the style that he has, I, if he was to become the starting quarterback for the Saints, uh, you know, it would be hard to believe he could finish a season. I mean, the guy is barely, he's a great player uh, other than the quarterback position. I mean, a, a Swiss Army knife can do it all, but he's another one that's uh, pretty much injury prone throughout his career. When you look at the top of the draft for 2022, the names that appear most in terms of who's going to go first off the board, if not second, are names like Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, uh, the defensive end, Evan Neal, the tackle at Alabama, Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher from Oregon, Kyle Hamilton, a safety from Notre Dame, uh, tackle Ikwanu out of North Carolina State, uh, and even Ahmad Gardner, the defensive back from Cincinnati. Who do you have going first, second in this upcoming draft? Well, you know, I, 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 a lot of mocks have 
Hutchinson first. I like Thibodeau better. I just think, you know, he's not as big, uh, but he's quicker, and he's. I think he's got more uh, pass rush moves. They're both good, but I, I would rate Thibodeau, just in my opinion, as the first pick in Hutchinson probably after that. Uh, I think Neal is really good. Uh, most have the Giants uh, taking a hard look at him. Uh, Hamilton's another one, like you mentioned. Um, and I think it, what you have to wonder is where the quarterbacks are going to go in this draft. There's two quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh and Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Uh, that's the only two that I think are worthy, actually, of the first-round pick. But, I mean, first round, to go in the first round. But uh, there may be more that will go in round one. But, to, in my opinion, these are the only two that I think are worthy of, of first-round picks. And uh, I, I think that uh, I kind of lean a little bit toward the Pittsburgh guy, a little bit over Corral, even though I like them both. Uh, but the, what can, the need that teams have for quarterbacks, uh, you know, I think they'll both go in the, in the top ten don't be surprised, as uh, if the players we just mentioned, if a quarterback jumps up into that five or six area uh, and, and, and gets picked because of, the, the, of course, the position that teams need, which is quarterback. And, uh, I, you know, there's Willis from, from Liberty. I'm not wild about him. I've seen him play a lot. And uh, he did good against lesser competition. But I think it was the Ole Miss game when he had like three picks or something when he played in an SEC game. So uh, this guy may be a year or two down the line. I don't know if I would try to uh, – he may go in round one, and he probably will, but I'm not crazy about him as a first-round pick. But I do like Pickett a lot, and I like Correll. Because of the position, I'm skeptical that either Pickett or Correll will even be there at 18. If they are, the Saints would yeah. clearly make a decision. But they, I, I think because of the position itself, there's a real chance that neither one will be there anyway. I don't think so. No, no, as far as the Saints go, I, I wasn't talking about the Saints. I just think that they, they're going to go uh, fairly high, probably in the top, maybe in the top ten. I think both will go in the top ten. But don't, what, what I was saying was that don't be surprised if one of them even jump up higher than that, you know, because of the need for teams at quarterback. Then there's Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, his freshman year, he was lights out. LSU wins a national championship. The last two years, we hardly saw him. And some would say he was saving it for the pros. Others would say he's just banged up too much. I think it knocked him down a little bit, but he's still going to be a first-round pick, right? Oh, yeah, he's going to be a first-round pick. And uh, he's probably the first LSU guy to go. Um, Damon Clark, the linebacker, has got a chance to go in the round in the first round. But uh, yes, yeah, Stingley will be the first LSU guy to get picked. And but there again, you know, you got to look at the injury thing. Uh, you take a chance of guy that's showed, and if if he's been injured a lot in college, what's to say that it's going to change when he gets in the pros? You know, uh, but I mean, with his talent and athletic ability and cover ability. I'm sure he'll go really high, but uh, 
you got the injury problem there again. I guess the reason I'm hopping on all of this injury thing is what happened to the Saints this past season. I mean, they were devastated with uh, injuries, and then, of course, the COVID thing hit. I mean, that Miami game was was really uh, hard to watch. (laughs) I mean, you're playing uh, uh, third-string quarterback and mostly third-string players throughout the game, and uh, it's most, you know, because of the COVID and the injury situation. So uh, I'm sure they'll take that into account, hopefully, when they draft this year and not only uh, look at the talent but the injury thing because – I'm, I'm I'm afraid that uh, the defensive end Turner might be the same kind of guy with the injury problem. As far as positions go, what's the strongest position or two in this year's draft, or have you studied it that closely? Uh, it's it's uh, I think that there's a lot of there's, there's enough good wide receivers to be one of the better positions. <laughs> Uh, I think some of the defensive uh, linemen are good. Uh, there's some pretty good linebackers and secondary people. But I think the Saints, as far as they go, would primarily be drafting on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, the the thing is, uh, what, what makes this it's, what makes this getting getting harder and harder to evaluate is uh, all of these uh, the players. Uh, there's a lot of players that, instead of going into the draft this year, they went into the, uh, you know, the, the transfer portal, and uh, you had some really good players that I expected to be in this draft, and then you read, well, no, this guy's going to transfer to such and such a school and and stay in college for another year, and uh, I, I, you know, I really don't like the transfer portal. <laughs> I don't know what you think about it. I mean, I know it's here to stay, but don't you think that they should have some, if they're going to have the transfer portal, shouldn't they have some kind of uh, rules for that, like a time limit or something, uh, where they can put a, 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 some kind of cutoff time? I mean, isn't it the way it stands now, like a guy in the middle of the season decides to transfer, he can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah, I mean, it's wide open. Uh, personally, it's here to stay, so it doesn't matter whether I think it's great I or not. But I think this, I do think this, I think that maybe a way to to make this work is to limit it to one transfer. Because, uh-huh. you know, I mean, there's a guy that was a quarterback at Nichols State this past year, Lindsey Scott. I think he's going to end up in his fifth school next year. So... I mean, he signed with LSU initially, and he's been at Missouri, and he's been in junior college. And then he was at Nichols, and now he's transferring again. So I think maybe if you put a limit on it, the cat's out of the bag. You're never going to stop it. But to me, that might be uh, the best answer of the bunch. Interesting matchup in the NFL this weekend with Cincinnati playing at Tennessee. And, of course, Jamar Chase, the NFL Rookie of the Year, Right. Mark Bishop Brummel and LSU going head-to-head against Christian Fulton, who's become the number one corner on the Tennessee Titans and is really good, which doesn't surprise me at all. I thought Fulton was an absolute steal where Tennessee got him in yeah. the draft. And, Their and whole Chase, secondary is good. Yeah. And they are, and Chase was obviously a great pick 
by the Bengals. Uh, that matchup should be great. Chase kind of went where you thought he would go uh, in the draft. Fulton probably w- went a little bit lower than he should have, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's going to be an excellent matchup, like you mentioned. It'll be an interesting game to watch. The only thing with, uh, of course, you kind of pull for Joe Burrow, I guess. But uh, the thing, they, they've got to shore up their offensive line a bit. And uh, I think that uh, that uh, the Tennessee secondary is really good. So that's going to be a hard game to pick. I don't know who I really like in that game. Of course, I'm kind of leaning to pulling for uh, Joe Burrow, but – uh, Tennessee, uh, who is, by the way, the, you know, the top seed in the AFC, uh, and they're going to be a tough matchup for, for Burrow. So that'll be a good game to watch. Will be, and of course, Derrick Henry coming back oh, for the yeah, Titans, which certainly will help them. And, and Tennessee is at home, so right. I, I think they, they get a slight edge in this one. Cincinnati's offensive line, not there yet, and the back end of their defense not quite there yet. I mean, they're playing with two guys and Von Bell and Eli Apple uh, right. starting that the Saints fans know a lot about, and they really weren't good enough here. So right, right. I think I think their back end of their defense has to get better too, although the front end looks good, and Trey Hendrickson's been a big part of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, everybody says the Saints should have held on to him, but I guess you couldn't hold on to him and Davenport because mm-hmm. of the money situation. But uh, I think that... Uh, Davenport has probably even more physical talent, but he has to stay on the field. You know? Sure, exactly. He's Al Dupuy. You can read his work at CrescentCitySports.com. Al, listen, we appreciate the time, and we'll visit again soon as we get closer and closer to the draft here. Thank you, Tim. Enjoy being Appreciate with it. Our pleasure, Al. Thank you. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. A timeout here when we return. Chevette Dua, Bourbon Street Shots, will join us to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans off of a win last night as we continue with All Access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PATH for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PATH for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code PATH. This ad was paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, LA. Was your home damaged from the weather or a recent storm? Is your insurance company dragging their feet on getting you the money and help you need? Were you underpaid or denied on previous insurance claims? If this sounds like you, then listen carefully because we can help. 
We understand filing an insurance claim can be a very confusing and time-consuming process, and we don't want the insurance company to underpay you. Water damage, roof leaks, drain lines, wind, it doesn't matter if it's large or small. Let our dedicated team of experienced attorneys handle your insurance claims. We represent you, not the insurance company, so call us today at 800-820-6459 and find out how we can help you. You wouldn't go to court without an attorney, so don't try and fight the insurance company without a professional on your side. You'll pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us at 800-820-6459. That's 800-820-6459. Again, 800-820-6459. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash now. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage. Experience Gia reimagined at Beau Rivage with a modern twist on Pan-Asian cuisine. Their new expansive noodle bar offers authentic Vietnamese dishes like pho, banh mi, and more along with local favorites. Experience it for yourself. The newly reimagined Gia only at Beau Rivage. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans led from start to finish in a 102-91 win over the Knicks at New York. New Orleans had a balanced attack with six players in double figures, led by Jonas Valanciunas, who recorded his 31st double-double with 18 points and 10 rebounds. Josh Hart had 17 points, Devontae Graham with 15. The Pelicans get a break and will return home to host Indiana on Monday. The Gulf Coast Athletic Conference is voted to admit Southern University of New Orleans unanimously. Suno discontinued athletics after 2019, but has instated student fees to fund a return to athletics for the 2022-23 season. In college basketball last night, the University of New Orleans rallied from a 14-point deficit to down Southeastern Louisiana, 78-72 at Lakefront Arena in a game heard live on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. LSU Alexandra down Xavier, 88-82. And in women's action, Southeastern Louisiana down UNO, 72-48. Xavier handled LSU Alexandria, 99-63. And Kelly Kennedy recorded a 300th career win as 24th-ranked Loyola down the Faulkner women, 83-77. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed weekend and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon 
and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Pelicans coming off of a win at uh, New York over the Knicks. Uh, finished their three-game road trip one and two. Now they get a breather, but then they have a gauntlet next week with a whole bunch of games to play. And we'll talk about that. With a guy that does an outstanding job for Bourbon Street Shots, contributes to WDSU. Always a pleasure to listen to his podcasts as well. It's Shemit Dua. And Shemit, listen, always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. I hope you're well. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Listen, our pleasure. First and foremost, last night, really good performance by the Pelicans. And we'll get into the Pelicans in just a moment. But, well, it's been a really disappointing year for the Knicks what have you seen gone wrong there other than the fact that Randall, who played almost like a, a pseudo-MVP last year, has not been that guy this year? Well, it's, it's the regression for their star, but also they they just aren't the same team defensively. The hallmark of a Tom Thibodeau team is that they are always amongst one of the top teams of defense, and they've certainly taken a step back this year. And part of that has had to do with the additions to their roster, Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, who were brought in to make Julius Randle's life easier, and now it's kind of like, hey, whose who's turn is it on offense? And we're really not trying the same way we did on defense, and, and the Knicks are struggling to find their footing. With the Pelicans, before we talk about the good, uh, one question. I, listen, I'm a big fan of Willie Green. I think he's a right hire. I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's already shown that he communicates well, that they play hard for him, and that he's getting better as an on-the-floor coach, too. The only question I have about Coach Green is I'm just wondering about the use, and you tweeted it, too, but I've been talking about it on the show for like two weeks now, uh, the whole use of Garrett Temple and even Gary Clark. I mean, Garrett Temple in his last nine games, 32 points total, 12 for 42 from the field, 28%. Gary Clark, not that guy. He's a journeyman type of player. And I know Trey Murphy the third struggled yeah, but he was an investment, and we know you drafted him to be a 3-and-D guy, and it's not like you're contending for a championship. Why wouldn't you give him a chance to play his way into the rotation? Yeah, I'm wondering the same exact thing. I mean, you look at the Knicks last night giving Quentin Grimes minutes, right? And they are a team who had higher aspirations than the Pelicans uh, given, given their season last year, and that they're still finding a way to – develop some of the young players and and Trey Murphy, in my opinion, could soak up some of those minutes. You you brought up the you know Garrett Temple's efficiency and I think on a season long standpoint, the team as a whole uh, just underperforms when he's on the floor. And and part of that has to do with the rotations and lineups that he's had to bend the bench has has struggled the whole season. But, you know, part of that is that he is simply not the contributor that he used to be um when he was in his prime. And so uh, if Trey Murphy's messing up in those four or five minutes, that's okay because he needs those repetitions to improve. Um, and so I don't know what the team gets if Garrett Temple is the one getting the mess up in those four or five minutes a game. Look, I couldn't agree more, in particular since this team has been so poor off the bench virtually all season long. If Nikhil Alexander-Walker doesn't score, they get little or nothing out of their bench. Jackson Hayes has had some good games, but it's not all there. When really Hernan Gomez was in there, he gave you a consistent, solid effort, but they prefer Hayes and his athletic ability and his youth. And then, of course, beyond that, look, Sadoransky's not that guy. Kyra Lewis is hurt now for the year. And Clark is not that guy. Najee Marshall got a chance early, did not do that. 
Alvarado had a really good game last night returning home, and that's great. Uh, but I know there are limitations there. So I think because of that, even more so, that's why Murphy should be getting the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, again, keep going back to the fact that you, you look at where the Pelicans are in terms of their standings. You, you look at who's getting minutes, and I just, I just don't understand how Trey Murphy can't you know, p- replicate what Gary Clark and Garrett Temple are giving you. You give these people four shots, they go one for four. Why not let Trey Murphy try to go one for four? You know, and is, is his defense, is his inexperience so glaring that those four or five minutes are going to be dramatically worse than they already are? I mean, they're already bad minutes that you're getting from those players. So I just, I, I, it's, it's head-scratching to me. Visiting with Shemit Dua, talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. And, of course, the bright spots this year, you know, four guys you can certainly point to. First and foremost, Jonas Valanciunas. I think he's probably been better than any of us thought he would be. And I thought he'd be solid because he's been a solid player for a long time. But 31 double-doubles now, he does this consistently. He's just a good player. Of course, Brandon Ingram, star power. Some nights he looks like an elite player. Some nights not so much, but he's still that guy. Josh Hart has stepped into the starting lineup and really picked up his game. He's better offensively. He shoots it a little better. We all know he gives you maximum effort and rebounds every night. And then, of course, the other rookie, Herbert Jones. Herb's been fantastic, and his shot has come along really nicely to go along with every other aspect of his game. Those are the four constants. Uh, Those are the four things you point to and say, uh, this is who the Pelicans are. I think I think we lost him in there. We tried to get him back. Oh, sorry, I'm back. There you I go. was. Uh, there you go. I some you. No, I think you're exactly right. The consistency begins with Jonas Valanciunas. He he brings it night in and night out, um, and then comes Brandon Ingram and, and uh, Herb Jones and Josh Hart. But the issue is, those guys as a collective unit sometimes just are not able to carry the scoring load enough. To, to will the Pelicans into to wins as, as much as they should be winning. Now, they've they've won at a quite a decent clip uh, after starting 1 for 12, and so they have improved. But a lot of that's been at the back of their defense, and it's not that they are just, just simply outscoring teams. They're, they're kind of grinding out these wins by playing hard and playing tough. And I think that the Pelicans really, really suffer when one of those guys or a few of those guys has an off night on offense. Uh, kind of like how we saw against the Boston Celtics where Brandon Ingram just had, didn't have it going as he usually does, um, and, and the team just struggled to score. They they didn't score 100 points, and that's uh, that's made many outings this season where they failed to reach that 100 uh, mark, and they're just not a successful team if they don't score a lot. So in my opinion, the Pelicans would do well to have uh, to add more offense to the team. I mean, it's, it's nice if they had Zion Williamson, but... Um, assuming, you know, he's not there at the moment, the trade deadline's coming up here at February 12th. The kind of players you should be targeting are, are those who can score the ball at a consistent basis, not not guys that can get hot, maybe like a Nikhil Alexander-Walker who, you know, one in every four games might go off. Someone like Jonas Valanciunas where you know what you're getting night in, night out. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm interested to see if they make a move because they just don't have enough firepower. Willie Green has done a good job with the roster he has. I just don't see where they're going to get scoring from with this bunch. Devontae Graham, uh, look, he played well last night. But I think overall, 
if you look at a good roster, he's probably a nice option off the bench. I I agree. I, I think, you know, just guard play in general has been a need for this team ever since they've moved off of Drew Holiday. And just finding that consistent lead guard who can create for himself and for others and just not rely on um, you know, streaky three-point shooting to to have a successful night. That kind of guard is something this team desperately needs, and I think once they have that player, they'll they'll take a step forward. And and I think the team was hoping to have that with Zion, right? It was supposed to be Point Zion, and he was supposed to kind of run the show. And and they, I think they would have been really successful had he been healthy. But even even if Zion is coming back, adding another player like that will only take the team forward. Well, the whole Zion thing, I don't know that anybody really has the answer. You know, in Portland, working with somebody outside of the organization, even though the organization says it's monitoring him. People saw him. I think everybody saw him. He sure didn't look like he was in the kind of shape he needs to be in. He's injured perpetually. He's missed far more games than he's played since he's been here. And, of course, all the kumbaya before the season. I don't know that anybody bought that. I think a lot of people feel like he probably doesn't want to be here long term. What do you feel about that entire situation? I it's it's tough for me to sort of assign the appropriate feelings to, to each party because I think there you know if you want to play the blame game, there's a lot of blame to go around on on all sides there. Um, however, I think the situation's gotten to the point where. At this point, I just kind of feel bad for Zion, uh, who, at you know, he's still a kid. He's unable to play. He's unable to pursue his dream. And I think, you know, I would hope he sort of realized that part of that is uh, his own doing. You know, part of that is the choices and decisions he's made that have contributed to his inability to be on the floor. Um, you know, whether they're influenced by family members or people around him, um, you know, he's still the one making those decisions. And, and if he's coming to the realization that that's him, um, you know, I, I feel bad because I, I like him out there and, and hopefully he can uh, grow from this and, and the, the net result of this is positive. But, you know, I just don't think it's a good situation for anybody. And um, as far as him wanting to be in New Orleans or not, you know, uh, I think these guys are professional basketball players. They can live wherever they want uh, in the off season. Um, I, I do think that he'll probably end up taking the contract extension if, if New Orleans offers it just because of his injury history, and we'll kind of see what happens after that. You know, contract extensions don't necessarily mean anything, as we're seeing with Ben Simmons. People keep asking, is he even going to play this year at all or this season at all? I can't answer that question. I would imagine you cannot either. No, I cannot. And I think another question that needs to be asked is, if you ask the players, if you ask Willie Green, you know, do they want to go through the effort of trying to integrate him back at such a late date? And, and you know, I think that's a fair question to ask because they do have some of kind of uh, a good thing going. And, and if you, you know, if you introduce Zion in burst minutes or, um, you know, Zion in any kind of full capacity, um, it's going to throw off everything else. And if he's not entirely healthy, uh, I think the team takes a step back. Um, obviously, you know, that's that's a little bit of hand-wringing from, from my part. Uh, because you, you have a superstar, you do what you can. If he can play, you play him, right? That should be a no-brainer. But I, you know, I, I can't help but wonder what what his teammates think, and if they, you know, just if if Zion's coming back and he's in a less than full capacity, if they want to go through that ordeal again. 
Final question, if I asked you on this day, January 21st, will the Pelicans make that play-in spot this season? Your answer would be? You know, my answer all season has been no. <laughs> but <laughs> I, for the first time, I am, am seeing a pathway for them. And, and I think it has less to do with, with the Pelicans play and more to do with how um, dismal the West has kind of been. And I think, you know, I see situations where teams in front of them like Portland and Sacramento and, and, and uh, the Clippers may all take steps back, you know, after the trade deadline, if they trade away certain pieces, um, just kind of the way their season's going, they recoup, they get some assets for a year for next year. I, you know, I see some of those teams slowing down and if the Pelicans are able to acquire some of the players from those teams, in addition to those teams selling, you know, that's kind of a two for one where you kind of take away from the enemy to bolster yourself and and they can maybe slide up the slot up to 10. So I see I see a pathway for them, but it would require, you know, the Pelicans being active at the trade deadline, in my opinion. Bourbon Street Shots is the site. And of course, you can follow them on Twitter at Fear the Brown. That's Fear the Brown. Make sure you do and enjoy the fine work of Shemit Dua. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Keep up the good work and I hope to be able to visit with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, Shemit. Have a good weekend. Shemit Dua of Bourbon Street Shots. We'll take a brief time out. 2601061 NFL Playoffs. We'll get into it. Saints News as well as we continue with all access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? The new Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store, gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a store that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream, so you, without actually screaming. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle for women and men, your personalized store. We're so you. When you fill your prescriptions at Walgreens, you can track the progress of your order in real time. Know the price of your prescriptions before you go to pick them up. And anytime you have questions, use Pharmacy Chat to ask an expert 24 hours a day. Help with your meds from Walgreens. Side effects may include breathing a little easier because your prescription stress melted away. <sighs> Learn more on the Walgreens app. This price isn't final. This is an estimated price based on your insurance coverage. Attention, this is a special message for all Louisiana homeowners. Have you filed an insurance claim for Hurricane Ida damage yet? If you haven't received what you think you're entitled to, call the law firm of McClenney, Mosley & Associates now at 800-292-2972. Filing an insurance claim can be a confusing and time-consuming process, and you face the real possibility of being underpaid or possibly even having your claim denied. Do you have water damage, smoke damage, wind damage, fire damage, or any other structural damage due to a storm? McClenney and Mosley can help you get paid what your claim is worth. There are no fees charged unless we collect for you. No claims are too large and no claims are too small. You wouldn't go to court without an attorney, so why take on the insurance company without an expert? Call 800-292-2972 now and let McClenney and Mosley get to work for you to collect the funds you deserve to get your property back to normal. Call 800-292-2972. If you think that you haven't received what you're entitled to for your Hurricane Ida claim, call 800-292-2972 right now. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. 
Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. In-store only. Offer ends 129. See staples.com slash print for details. Staples, the working and learning store. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. For a sexy night out, don't miss Tango Fire this Saturday night at the Mahalia Jackson Theater presented by Noba, great Argentinian dance. After the show, head to the Metropolitan Nightclub for DJ Valentino Khan spinning the tunes all night long. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched whereyat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Where You At Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. The Chicago Bears, of course, considering Jeff Ireland for their general manager's position. And now the Bears are going to interview... Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen sometime next week for their head coaching position. Of course, Dennis Allen's done a fine job with the Saints as defensive coordinator. Previously had head coaching experience with the Oakland Raiders where he was only 8-28 in in two and a half seasons and lost a job. But it's interesting because of the tie to Jeff Ireland. They have interviewed Ireland and Dolphins Senior Personnel Director Reggie McKenzie for the job. And, of course, Ireland works with Allen. And, of course, McKenzie hired him previously when he was a Raiders general manager in 2012. So some interesting ties that bind where the Bears are concerned with Dennis Allen and Jeff Ireland. Meanwhile, the Saints assigned Kirk Merritt to a futures contract and that's interesting because Merritt is out of Destrehan High School. I covered him, did a few of his games when he was in high school. Very good athlete. And now he's heading to the Saints. He's played in, what, three games in the NFL. But a good athlete. Maybe a little bit of a shot in the dark or a wild card or slightly a long shot, but why not? Kirk Merritt, futures contract with the Saints. It'll be great to see Kirk perhaps getting an opportunity through training camp and off-season training activities to make the Saints roster, although I do think the wide receiver position is going to look a lot different on the 2022 New Orleans Saints roster than it did this year, just as Al we said earlier. 260-1061, a final break, and then a final word when we continue with All Access in a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at nashfm1061.com. 
See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef, and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash now, right now, and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash now. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This week at Macy's, get an extra 20% off when you use your coupon or Macy's card. We're in full hibernation mode, so get 40 to 60% off bedding to keep you toasty warm. Prefer the great outdoors? Get 50% off coats and jackets for him and for her so you can brave the weather in style. Plus, Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. See Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70130. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance. If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenny Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call 800-824-9522. That is 800-824-9522. 
always welcoming intelligent points of view whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Our time has just about expired. We do want to remind you, though, that tomorrow we'll have the Three Tailgaters show from 10 a.m. until noon. Ed Daniels will join me for that. And you won't want to miss it. We'll have LHSAA Commissioner Eddie Bonine, Executive Director Eddie Bonine, joining us at the start of the show. We'll also visit with Hank Tierney, the legendary coach who's returned to Archbishop Shaw. Both will join us tomorrow morning right at the